Welcome to episode 10 of Back to the Footy for season two. I'm here with my co-host, Clary. Thanks, Albert. Um, gee, what a, what a weekend it was in football, but what a night it was last night. And um, gee, I think we're looking at fallout from the uh, from the Hardwick decision. It just seems unreasonable. And the student of the game who's with us tonight has informed me that he's not having the uh, farewell game, which I'm just... He's not. I'm shocked. Uh, are you um, suspicious? I'm shocked and a little suspicious, yeah. Are we going to talk about this at 39 seconds into the podcast? Or... No, no. Because it's, uh, it's, it's big news. Oh, it's huge news. Um... Sounds, and, that news broke about three hours ago, so you're about the um, the no... I'm not the Tom Morris of Sandy Bay, <laughs> let me tell you. Now, Albert, I, I am, of course, referring to famous Algerian-French um, philosopher and writer Albert Camus, okay. uh, writer of The Plague and The Stranger and other similarly incredibly depressing novels that you had to do when you are at school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you should force existentialism on a 17-year-old. There's enough enough stuff going wrong in a 17-year-old's <laughs> life with just, you know, girls and footy and trying to get your licence rather than existential crisis. But anyway, mm. my teachers thought it was okay. Anyway, so what, that was a, what that was a grade 11, grade 12... English novel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, back in the days when... Yeah, education had something to do with, you know, knowledge and intellect. Yeah, we did Shakespeare when we were in year uh, year 12 via one of those cartoon graphic novels. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Nice. I got to do, uh, I got to, do the, uh, to be or not to be soliloquy. Oh, right. Um, but I chose it because, yeah, no, maybe I'll just refrain from the rest of the story. But it went well, the to right. be or not. That's yeah. good, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I was just thinking about you and St Kilda and the graveyard shift and playing GWS, you know, the plasticish kind of mm. team and all that sort of thing. And Camus said, and I thought the season, you know, Camus said, in the depth of winter, I finally learned that within me there was an invincible summer. And I just thought, that's nice. I think you should remember that over winter that, you know, Gets cold, gets dark. It's going to be a bit miserable potentially. Do you think so? The graveyard, for the, the graveyard shift. We've got a lot of Sunday Arvo games there was in an the last half. There was an invincible summer. Yeah. Right? And your jumpers, I thought, spoke of that. On oh, Sunday. they were great, weren't they? They were, they were great. like the Saints of old. Did you know the Saints used to have the yellow stripe down the middle until World War One? Oh, and really? German colours. They had to <sighs> change. And also Belgian colours. Also. Yeah. I don't know where that leaves us particularly other than they just got rolled over in about five minutes, didn't they, when the heat came on? So yeah. I'd be getting rid of the Belgian colours probably more than the colours of the Third Reich, to be honest, because at least they had a crack for five years. Yeah, are you saying that St Kilda... You know, <laughs> you know St Kilda won on Sunday afternoon, though, right? Look, Camel also said the struggle <laughs> itself... You know that we won? The struggle itself <laughs> towards the heights is enough to fill a man's heart, and I think that's where you should be. Okay. Struggle's enough. Yeah, struggle. Look, I love a struggle. But you know that we won on Sunday, don't you? Oh, yeah, but did you really? <laughs> Existentially, Camus would say possibly. Did you watch the game? No. Yeah. I'm not sure it even happened. Look, it was a struggle between two mid-table teams and, uh, and the, slightly less, uh, the slightly less bad team came out on top. Mm. It was all right. It was a victory for the battlers. Mm. But... Um, Do you know, you know also Camus I, played... He was, he was a goalkeeper. 
played in goals. Did he? Yeah, for Racing University, whatever, Racing University. It's a strange thing, mm. isn't it? Racing University of Algiers. Okay. Until he got tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah, then he didn't. Well, there you go. Mm. Well, the, um, the remembering the, the summer in the depths of winter reminds me of a great Australian spin bowler who I was never lucky enough to see, Clary Grimmett. Mm. Amazing bowler. Yeah. Seen some I mean, footage? I didn't. Oh, oh, it's before your time, right? Well, truly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, when was Clary around? Oh. He wasn't a contemporary of Hugh Trumbull. No, no. <laughs> he was more your, your greats of 48 sort of style. 48s, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wasn't still playing on. No. No, I don't think so. No. Who, what, who was your earliest cricketing, uh, you know? Earliest cricketing, cricketing memory? memory. Oh, probably Norman O'Neill and Richie Benno, Bill Laurie, Bobby Simpson. Didn't Clary Grimmett play? Bill O'Reilly played with Richie Benno. Yeah, it's Tiger O'Reilly. Tiger. <laughs> well, the reason I am... Um... He's one of those guys that whenever you hear about him, you always hear about what a fantastic bowler is, and then somebody just at the last second in a panel sort of thing sneaks in the fact that, look, he wasn't a, he wasn't a very nice bloke, to be honest. So. <laughs> Did you... Yeah. Yeah, everyone's a good bloke when they're dead. That's right. Mm. Someone who's a good bloke is Clary uh, Oliver. Hammy? Hammy? Four weeks. I was a bit light on for names today, so I thought I'd just ask what you think uh, is going to happen to your, your beloved team over the next four weeks without... Well, the student of the game and I were just discussing Clary. this a few minutes ago, and I'm predicting Melbourne, by the end of playing Geelong the week after the bye, will be out of the eight. That's my big call. Oh, okay. You heard it from me? Well, I'm interested to hear about the students' uh, thoughts on that and where the statistical basis for such a huge call is. I saw an interview with Billy Picken. Yeah. Sometime Collingwood stalwart and brilliant runner like the wind. I think he came from Hamilton in the Western District. Good uh, sheep farming sort of yep. stock. And um, I saw an interview... He, they said he was, are you a football nerd? He's a bit older and things like that. He said, I wouldn't call myself a nerd. I consider myself a student of the game. Mm. Very so nice. A of student here. We can't keep calling the student of the game the student. So it's Billy. So it's Billy this week. All right. Mm. Well, welcome, Billy. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Billy's actually my dad's name, so that's a little bit weird for me. It's my, dad's, <laughs> my dad's name too. <laughs> that's all right. That's my grandfather's name. Oh, look. So there we go. We're all Bills tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you go into Clary, and I could not believe that you weren't uh, talking about Clary Oliver, but it turns out you shifted over to that pretty Yeah, quickly. I was, but I just on the way here was thinking Clary Grimmett. I can't picture him. I know he was a spin bowler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, but back to the, the summer amid the, win- the winter of discontent, six tests... In five weeks, the ashes I just read today. Oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be bonanza. Look, I'm not going to sleep. No, and it's going to be great for me because well, Melbourne loses match after match. Um, I'll be able to watch the cricket. Yep. And the Tour de France. Oh yeah, Wimbledon. Um, Wimbledon. It's going to be a festival of sport. A festival. <laughs> a Northern Lights festival. But I, don't, I haven't looked forward to it. As I said on a previous podcast, I have never looked forward to a, uh, an ashes. As much as I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you finished that one off. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't just stop there. <laughs> Never looking forward to an Ashes. All right, get out. When was, what was the first Ashes you saw, Billy? You, you being the youngest man ever to front the podcast. Oof. Earliest Ashes I remember. I'm very young. Earliest Ashes I remember is, I can't remember what year it was, but when Mitchell Johnson took, what, 39 wickets, player of the series? Oh, yeah. 2011. 20, yeah, 11-12. 
Yeah. Um, mm. Over in Perth. The, yep. Uh, yeah. And my earliest cricketing memory, I was just thinking because you guys were talking about it, and I am very young, and I'm sorry, but my earliest cricketing, my test cricket memory, my earliest cricket memory is going to watch the Hurricanes and seeing Xavier Doherty get a hat trick. Oh, don't know yeah. how old ah, that was. Ah, yes, I remember that. But my earliest test cricketing memory was honestly, if I think back to it, probably Michael Clark's 329 at the oh, SCG. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good call. Recent That's memory. Very, very <laughs> it is a recent memory, I'm isn't it? Truly turned four fifty, I reckon. By yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, no, we're very much looking forward to it. It'll oh, totally. Quiet. And and no, no tour games. I know we're talking. We'll get back to the footy in a minute, but no tour games in '93 or '89. One of the two that um, Alan Border captained. Fourteen tour games, I think. It was an annoying. Yeah, I They'd can play tour I games the day a, after a test. Yeah, I was there in '85. Yeah, and I followed the tour games around. Yeah, right. With friend of the show, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, there was even one at Worcester, and we um, put up the tent in the um, on the racetrack there at you Worcester. Go. At Worcester. Yeah, and we were visited in the morning by chickens. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I told you, Camus tonight. It's a yeah, very existential very kind of night. Oof. Yeah, when you're visited by chickens, you're not sure just how the day's going to go. There's yeah. a portent there of doom, in my opinion. Do you reckon? Bit... From the chooks? Well, I wake up to a rooster yeah. every single morning. Really? Often a dog licking me in the face, too. That's, oh, that's a nice I'd rather thought. the bluebird of happiness than the rooster of despair. Oh. <laughs> mm. Talking of despair... I got to a quarter. Oh, I'm going to do a mea culpa here pretty early on because I know somebody would bring it up anyway if I didn't. I turned off Melbourne versus Port a quarter and a half into the game because I was so disillusioned with Melbourne, just not appearing to care. They didn't care enough to protect Max Gorn. They didn't care enough to go and get the ball. They just didn't. Gee, where's... Can you barrack? Can you keep barracking for a team who really don't impress you? Yes, you can. And you must. <laughs> You've got two and guys right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best guys to talk I, about. I watched that entire <laughs> St Kilda and North game, the worst AFL game ever, a couple of weeks ago, from start to finish, on principle. Right. Because if I don't watch it, who's going to watch it? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't. I would. I'd be willing to bet neither of you watch Dogs and Adelaide at Ballarat. No. Oh, I have just such bad memories of playing so so many games on that oval <laughs> and being beaten to a pulp. Well, let so, me tell you, the Dogs won by 45 points in the end, mm. but it was a putrid performance. Really? Dominated the ball, really good. 11 goals, 19, though. Yeah. A lot of easy set shots oh, as well. Look, it, it was a bit blows of a, a gale was, there, though. It was windy, definitely, mm. but we should have won by 80 points. Really? No. Yeah. That good. No so, Tex Walker for Adelaide, so no. it's a bit of an asterisk, but we'll yeah. take the win. There's nothing to stop the wind, basically, between really the Adelaide Hills and... North Ballarat Oval, I don't think, or Mars or whatever they call it now. It's a, an appalling structure. I think it used to be the tip, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Um, oh, I don't know what it was. It's reclaimed something anyway, but it's just in a point in Ballarat where it's always windy. And, yeah, I used to go there under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, uh, yeah, and just be mercilessly punished for being a Protestant private school boy. Yeah, right. Yeah, just stepping back a second, Ross Lyon gave the Saints a mulligan against Adelaide, and you've just given Adelaide an asterisk. Is it an asterisk or an asterisk? It's an asterisk. It's an asterisk, I thought. A- a- asterisk? I think wasn't... That's a cartoon character, isn't it? Asterisk. Yeah. So what's the, the Viking cartoon character. Yeah, so what's the little star? How do you spell it? 
Asterisk. I reckon it's I reckon it's A S T E R I S K. Asterisk. Yeah. yeah, right, an asterisk. It's always good. It's an educational podcast. I reckon, don't. But is there a difference that. between a, a footballing asterisk and a footballing mulligan? You reckon oh. it's a one off for Adelaide or The yeah. Mulligan's the, the asterisk has got a bit of a, a sort of a question mark about it though. We'll mm. give them the asterisk because we're not quite sure, whereas the mulligan we're sure and we're going Nah, that's okay. Right, the well, asterisk his... ha- implies there's a reason. Yes. Like, no Tex Walker. Check down the bottom for the asterisk. But that's the thing. There's no Tex Walker. Is that... It's not quite a mulligan. It's not like, all right, we'll just forget that's about right. that one. It's, but, but they, St- had, they lost by that much with no Tex Walker. And St Kilda had no reason to lose to Adelaide by the, the way we lost. So that's why it's a mulligan. Except for that... Which is not a very good team. Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there is that. Go, go, go on. <laughs> Play on. There's also there's also that strange thing which I mentioned to Billy just while we were um, pottering around before the podcast, in that nowadays teams can lose by two points, and the earth caves in for the team that lost, and it's just you know they were this and they were that, and the team that's won, you'd think you know they become sort of second. Port overnight beat Melbourne by four points, and suddenly they're second flag favourite. Four points on a rainy night. You know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, I don't think. They've had a few swallows, though. <laughs> they've had a few... In a row. <laughs> yeah, they've had a few swallows. A, but I think if you... In a V formation, mate. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I'm just reading not as much into it as I should, but I think if you if you lose by less than 10 points, yeah. less triumphalism from the media and the winning team, I think, because yeah. you were only one kick away from actually losing. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. How did we feel about... Geelong and Frio from the perspective of injuries this year. Because Geelong just seemed to... There's not a lot of... There's a lot of players missing from that team that mm. should be there, I think. You know what I, the vibe I get from Geelong, though? Especially from... I'm going to call him out. Tanner Bruin. Get a, a young kid vibe who's come into the team, a big team, and they think they're all that straight away. Mm. Very a lot of arrogance about them. You reckon? Well, the yeah. Henry, the Henry in that Collingwood game when he got run down, showboating coming into the thing. Yeah, and I don't think that's what Geelong's about. So no. I'm interested to see what happens there. Okay, I think you're onto something, Billy. Yeah. There, absolutely. Um, I've got Eston Richmond probably as my game of the year so far. I was just fascinated by that. I was fascinated at the start because I thought that's the best dream time. It gets better pre-game. every year, doesn't it? Oh, it's just. It was unbelievable. Is it exponentially better each year? Well, certainly a, I'll go more of a, perhaps a quadratic. If not exponential. Quadratic? Know. Wow. It, Just yeah. the positive axis. Positive axis. Yeah, domain's sort of greater than yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very difficult to have a negative game if we're going to go Camus again. Mm. Well, no, but anyway, it, it would on. be. They could go backwards from last year's heights. You're talking about the pre-game yeah. ceremony. Oh, pageantry. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And if not, it'd just be an asterisk anyway, right? It would be an asterisk. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was a but great, great Was it a game. good game? I was, oh, it was, I was such in, an um, awesome game, wasn't cracker. it, Billy? It Absolute was, cracker. Yeah. And I, the ending was just theatre personified. It was, yeah, it was like somebody wrote it. It was just <laughs> that good. And it even had the pantomime villain Stringer and it, oh, it, was, it had everything. Great. Yeah. A rundown of by the captain, you know. Oh yeah. And a great mark by the ex captain. A captain under pressure as well. Captain, yeah. Okay. Look, it had everything. A cup. Oh, it was just awesome. Talking of under pressure, how do you two gentlemen read Carlton? Because we're not going to read Hawthorne and West Coast Eagles because I think that's just a complete and utter waste <laughs> of time. Except, 
Was it a scorigami, Billy? It absolutely was. Scorigami. A unique <laughs> AFL score, which is possibly the only thing that Hawthorne and West Coast is interesting for. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's really interesting that the seventh. That must be a record for the seventeenth team, or let's say the second bottom team beating the bottom team by one hundred and sixteen points. That could be true. Like really, think about Fitzroy. Maybe go back to university. Mm. Maybe St Kilda for sixty odd years. Yep. Like. 116 points by the team just above them on the ladder. It very much strengthens my case for promotion relegation. Yes, it does. Mm. And lastly, St Kilda beat GWS, and that's the end of the quarter, I think. <laughs> oh, when the Saints! Oh, it was great. It was. It was. Uh, I tell you what, Mitch Owens. Mitch Owens is a star, a star player. His first quarter and a half was as good as you could possibly imagine. From well, unless you watched Zach Butters on. You see the rising star. It'll probably. Well, I think that he could give the rising star a bit of a nudge this year. He, um, but then he got kneed in the head by old Caminiti. Did you see that? <laughs> His own teammate. His teammate. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> yeah, it's Benny Hill sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he's going to be out until after the buys. But um, geez, he was he was clunking him. He was. Oh, he was. Yeah, he's awesome. Well, just awesome. quickly, Daniel Hoyne, champion data, had Mitch Owens as the fourth best player in the league. Yeah. After round eight. Not surprising. <laughs> I think that's and a bit on of that note. <laughs> on that note, we'll take a break. We'll be back with the second quarter in just a minute. Welcome back to the second quarter of Back to the Footy. I'm here with Billy and Clary. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like. Sounds like a, a kids kids comedy podcast or something. <laughs> Billy and Clary. <laughs> <laughs> Until you introduce Albert. And then it takes a... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The serious tone. Oh, uh, yeah. It's one of those names, isn't it? For, Just think about it, children. Yeah. <laughs> think about this and how you'll feel when it all ends. Uh, I've, I've just been reading a book called the... Um, oh, what's it called? The Profession of Violence, story, a, a, a definitive biography of the craze, the Cray twins. Oh, yeah. And there's lots of Alberts and things mm. in that. People had hard men's names back in there. Is Albert a hard man's? Oh, I think it is. Yeah. Bert. Mm. Bert. Bertie. Bertie. Yeah. They were a little Bertie. bit less <laughs> It's our little Bertie. <laughs> yeah. My other grandfather was called Percy. Yeah. yeah I don't think that's hard. Um, no, Percy's hard as hard as I nails. Think he was a he was he did a bit of bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, Percy. As well as I think a Percy. I think a Percy as being like a nineteen twenties yeah hard yeah. man. Oh, he was. He yeah. was a nineteen twenties hard man. There you go. Shearer and boxer. Trawalla Station. Yeah, Trawalla Station. Anyway, controversy corner. Okay. Um, we've had so much. I'll just give you one little bit of controversy before I throw it to Billy because he's got the the more serious controversy. What do you do when you rock up at a country football game? It started, the ground all round is packed with cars, mm. and the only two parking spots left are right behind the goals. That's the I faced my I faced that decision on Saturday. Yeah, I parked behind the goals. I left three quarter time. I'm not sure how many dents I've got in the roof of my car, but you got a few. Oh, I got a few. Yeah, I don't think that's a situation where you have to park behind the goals, mate. I think you can. There's always somewhere else to park, and you just go stand at the bar, stand on the on the terrace. 
Sorry, I, mate. If you just, if you you just called me, not an option, just give me a call. <laughs> you don't have to. Like, no, I did want the sa- I did want the safety of the car a little bit just to oh, listen to the yeah. footy, and it was a bit cold. Okay. Well, and if I get too near the ca- the canteen, I'm just an absolute sucker for the chips and gravy. My so. my family car caught the um the footy to the windscreen that shattered it one day at a grand final. Oh. In Tokyo, yeah. My, must have been ninety one or two. What people there? No, there was. Uh, oh. That one always got two or three thousand to the Murray Footy League Grand Final. Yeah, but we got the the shattered windscreen. Shattered windscreen. Oh, we behind the heroes. Were you behind the goals? Behind the goals. No, mm-hmm. not only that, we were behind. No, we weren't directly on the on the goals. We were parked the other side of the road. The the, the footy was kicked like oh, over the road. Right. Not not driving road. The little you know, the track road around. Rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't even get a park there on Saturday. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gee, as kids, I'm sure Dad was really annoyed, but. <laughs> As kids, we, we thought we were heroes. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Driving away, hanging out the window. Anyway. Oh. Yep. So, controversy, Billy, in your world. What does it look like? Controversy in my world. Mm. Well, there's a bit going on, so I think we can talk about a lot, but Sydney-North Melbourne game on the weekend. You've, mm. been, uh, you've been very excited since I got here tonight <laughs> to talk about this game. Well, I just thought it was amazing that a game got decided like that. Yeah. I was watching, and here's what happened. It was on the same time as the Western Bulldogs Adelaide game. Mm-hmm. So I got the split screen feature up on KO, mm-hmm. but you can only have sound on one of them. Obviously, I go for the dogs, I had the sound up on that. And it was the end of the game in the Sydney North Melbourne game, and I just saw them all stop with a minute on the clock in Sydney's Ford 50 down three points for 30 seconds. I was thinking, what is going on? Mm. And then I see Hayden McLean get walked to the goal square. And I couldn't believe it. So I had to go back on KO, find out, and I just couldn't believe that that's what happened. Mm. Yeah. It was really weird. And I, I put it actually down to the um, the St Kilda influence on Brett Ratton. Like, <laughs> he spends a bit of time at the club and all of a sudden that sort of thing happens. One game in charge. I'll tell you what, though. It was a weird game in more ways than one. How about this? Go on. So, they lost like that. Also, May 20, 2023, the Swans kicked 14 goals, 9 behinds, 93, to win against North Melbourne by three points. 20th of May, 1950, exact same day, 73 years prior, mm. the Swans kicked 14 goals, 9 points, 93 to win against North Melbourne by 3 points. And then here's another one. This is, this is getting freaky This is freaky why we now. get the student of the game. <laughs> this is getting freaky. Welcome, Billy. <laughs> this is getting freaky now, though. The North Swans game was the 333rd game to be decided by a margin of 3 points. Oh, there's got to be a conspiracy here somewhere. <laughs> there's something like, going on, I'm telling yeah. you. That is fantastic. Yeah. And then there was that meteor in Queensland. <laughs> like, <laughs> something's... <laughs> this could be the end. Like, maybe it's a, maybe we're getting sent some signs. Who would have thought the North Sydney game would draw so much attention? <laughs> I wish I hadn't brought up Camus at all now. Yeah, it's that's right. Like it's sort of getting that apocalyptic vibe. It really here. is. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh gosh. Not co- not controversial, but well, what is that other amazing stat that you have? With, <laughs> I, this this blew my mind. I thought this. I'm and now. I'm going to start doing this if I can at half time. Yeah. And I know it's going to really irritate other people, but, but I think it's just so exciting. Well, let's hear it. Well, last time I was here, I was telling you about the Twitter page I followed that Scorigami. Mm-hmm. So amazing page. But I found another one, and this guy, Doggy's fan, so you know he's a good bloke. At halftime of every game. <laughs> a fair chance. It's a battler. <laughs> it's a battler. 
at halftime of every game, or it won't necessarily need to be at halftime, it'll be at a break and you'll use the scores in some way to get a postcode mm-hmm. in Australia. And on the weekend, Blues and Pies, it was 30-65 at halftime, and it was one point off. Collingwood scored one more point, they would have been in Collingwood. 30-66. Yeah. 30 What are the odds? Well, yeah. That's fantastic. The best part about that is um, Collingwood lost by a point. Oh, that's not the game. They lost that that, uh, that, little, that yeah. little piece. It's the only thing they've lost virtually for the whole year, I think. Yep. That's great. Um, that gives us all something to cheer on, cheer about. Yeah, so I think at ha- yeah, half-time in this next round, I'm just going to, with the postcode, can you still get a postcode book? You probably can't. You can search up on your phone, mate. You search you up on your phone. But... <laughs> you could write, write them all out into an exercise book if you really want. <laughs> oh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. No, I've really got like the good that. Twitter accounts for sure. Yeah. Look, I've got a stat seeing that, that the student of the game nice. is here too. I looked up, I looked up some um, when teams... Because we're talking about that West Coast thing and, and the poison chalice that would be inherited by anybody that replaced Adam Simpson, who, I'll go on record as saying, I think is a really good bloke. A Simo. really nice guy. Do you? He does. Yeah. He strikes me as being a good bloke too. Yeah. I've got no story about it though. No, I've got no story. He's just got one of those faces, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. The way he talks, I just think, you're, yeah. a, you're a really nice bloke. Yeah. But I was thinking about what the next year, and let's say they got four picks you know, first okay. and second round, and they gave a... So I just picked a number. I picked a, a thing at random. A, so I just picked four numbers. I picked 4, 21, 44, and 62. Okay? Let's say you got them as your draft picks. Mm-hmm. They vary over the draft years, and, and the, the recent years you can't really judge because people are still playing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you got, in the one year... Picks four twenty one forty four and sixty two and put them all together and saw what they do. The variation in games, goals, and Brownlow votes is as extreme as I I couldn't imagine this. So it goes from two games, no Brownlow votes and no goals for those four players in one year. Mm. So all four players cumulatively. Have drafted at those four positions. Two games. Two games between the four of them. All the way through. Caden Beatham's year, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) All the way through to 745 games. Yeah. Um, And a lot. And he puts his glasses on because he's a pensioner. 861 goals and and 163 ground low votes. So 745 games in one year, two in another year. Mm. Have you got the players for us? Uh, the 7.45, I can't recall now who... I can't recall the other three, uh, but the one that's really beefed it up was um, was Pav. Oh, well, he'll oh, do yeah. a job for you, for sure. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> he took on the lion's share there yeah. of, the, uh, of the achievement. Yeah. But, Especially of um, the goals, you would have thought. Oh, yeah. Um, Bontempelli... Um, Maybe, but he, those guys are still playing. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. His year. Yeah. Um, I don't recall exactly. Yeah. But gee, that's a that's a massive discrepancy. So I suppose what I'm saying is here, the poor old West Coast Eagles. You you could you could get pick four. You can get pick twenty one. You can get all the thing, and you might end up anywhere between having players for two games or yeah. seven hundred and forty five games. Yeah. A lot of it would depend on. I mean, 
nature and nurture. Like, is it is it the player or is it the club that enables the player to to play those games? Like, Pav went to a strong club, Frio. We don't know about it over here, but they're a pretty strong club. Yeah, they were then too, I think, especially. Yeah, yeah they had good coaching. Whereas if pick four went to... Um, St Kilda. I wasn't going to say it. I'm trying not to <laughs> talk about them all the time, but... Um, Bulldogs, for example. <laughs> no, like, uh, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Gold Coast. It really is St Kilda, isn't it? That's the, 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 um, Those picks are always going to go towards the bottom. Fitzroy back in the, the day. The bottom you know. sides, aren't they? Yeah. Because they're just on the brink of yeah. kicking off the new round, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So you're more likely to see those guys not prosper. But on the other hand, if you look at the ones that have prospered, and there's plenty, on my looking at, there's plenty of combinations of those four picks that are up in the 600s, 500s, okay. you know, things like that. Yeah. But there's also plenty around the 2, 6, 18. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, interesting, I thought. Mm. Now, enough beating around the bush. Why doesn't KO allow sound on both the split, the split screens? That's what you said. How the way, could you possibly listen to it? Why would you want that? Because the way you said it before <laughs> was you said, um, I had them both, both games up, but of course you can only listen to one. Yeah, and it just had a tinge of, of disappointment. Well, <laughs> and kids these days. I know that we were talking about you know your earliest memories being the twenty twelve Ashes series. So you <laughs> haven't got many years under your belt. I mean, surely kids these days could watch two games with one in one ear, one in the other. I know at school they often have a couple mm. of different songs in each ear and still listening to their teacher or not. Yeah. And, ha- and haven't well, academic standards improved over recent years? It's just one of those... <laughs> Skyrocketing. <laughs> Sky it's one of those spit-the-dummy moments these us 20-year-olds have where you want to have both play the sound but, and you want to be able to perfectly distinguish the both of them. Yeah. And you can't do it, so you're just unhappy no matter what happens. Right, so it's just lose-lose. Yeah, pretty much. I do love the KO split screen. It's great, isn't it? Oh. Because remember back I in the I used day- to be happy without the sound, black and white... Yeah. And not being able to distinguish between North Melbourne and Collingwood. Yeah. And only getting to watch it for half an hour on the winners with Drew Morford on Exactly, the old look away now. But if I, you... was, I was the happiest child in the world. Yeah, no. They I breed them different these days, mate. Well, it's just interesting <laughs> how far things have gone. You can get four at a, at a time, can't you, on K? Yeah. And you can have them all sorts of shapes. You can it's have one small. big one and you can have three little ones. Yeah, that's right. You can have one big one and one real little one in the corner if you want. You can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's a smorgasbord. <laughs> for the senses. <laughs> I say bring back Drew Morphin and, uh, well, we and the winners. We can't bring back Drew, I think he... Oh, no, we can't. Yeah. And um, we've moved just slightly over into that existential oh, world again. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring it up. <laughs> uh, oh, the temporary nature of existence. What are we... <laughs> Speaking oh, of that. Oh, oh. We talking about talk just about... before we go. Yeah. Temporary nature of existence. Andrew McWalter's new job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big news in my book. Tiny. I'm not sure the the, the coach has gone. Uh, how do we? Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I think we should talk yeah. Andrew McWalter. I think so. <laughs> Ninety. How many games for St Kilda? Well, he had 89 for St Kilda, 94 all up. Went to Gold Coast for five. Five games. I just can't and believe. There were some games, those five too, oh, yeah. I bet. They were. <laughs> well, I saw a picture of him saying he was announced as new interim coach, interim coach. I was talking to you guys before the podcast and he said, oh, you never heard of him? I said, no. Searched him up. I saw him in the 2010 Grand Finals. So that's probably my earliest footy memory seeing that guy. <laughs> Andrew McWalter. <laughs> and, and, he's, <laughs> and he's not a big man. 
He's not. So more or less. 70 centimetres or something? 79, yeah. 179. Like, you know, Rounded down. Like 74 70 kilos as well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he is tiny. Is, right? is he smaller than the, um, the Ted Lasso at Collingwood? Because he's not a big man. No, yeah. Oh, I, I think don't we, think he'd be I'm, smaller than that, would he? Oh, I don't know. Ted I'm Lasso. Not, who would know, be you... the smallest coach? Andrew McWalter now could be the... I <laughs> yeah, think I we ought to he, find he out who's the 18th and 17th smallest coach. Because I reckon... I reckon Andrew McWalter give Ted Lasso a run for his money now. Last time we were here, we were talking about the best-looking combo. Maybe this time it's just the smallest combo. Captains and coaches. Ooh. All right. Or be. tallest and smallest. Ooh. Who would be the ta- who's the tallest coach? It would have to be Thingo... Um, Longmuir. Longmuir, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, the tallest combination was Longmuir and Pierce. Yeah. So it's Longmuir and well, let's McWalter, go. maybe. Oh, right. Okay. I'll, but, get, I'll tell you what, I'll get the combination of the shortest for you guys. All right. I'll do my job. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'd like that. Now, but you were going to talk about uh, about Dimmer, weren't you? Oh, we... look, I think there's just more more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably... I, 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 there's I probably... would have really, really liked him to have this... I'm not a Richmond fan by any means, but I do have a bit of a... Uh, you, you've obviously got massive respect for a bloke and coach a team to three for three grand finals, win three grand finals and come from virtually out of the clouds, mm. um, that's, just an, uh, that's just an amazing achievement. And I think it's a bit unfortunate that he's not going to be able to get the uh, cheers of the crowd on, on I think he's weekend. going to the game with his kids, isn't he? Is he? That's well, I, I hope he gets the standing... Uh, standing ovation. Standing ovation, because he, um, yeah, he's given Richmond... Yeah, talk about law servant of the club. Holy yeah. Just really quickly at the end of Controversy Corner, speaking of standing ovations, I played at a concert at the Town Hall today. It was packed. There was like 300 people there. And at the end of the concert, it was a great concert. We played well. It was well enjoyed by the audience. At the end of the concert, three people stood up. Now, this is the controversy. When someone in front of you stands up for a standing ovation, what's the obligation? Do you need to... Do you, do you, is it like a Mexican wave? If you're at a concert and someone stands up at the end, do you get up? Or do you kind of let them... Because no one else stood up. <laughs> <laughs> and That's the worst standing ovation. We, we so did the people no, realise that they were standing up and then just well, sort of casually thing. looked around it and was, oh, it was awkward oh, gee, for was, everyone. This is was, really awkward here. Awkward for everyone. No, there was more than three, but there was like it was a handful. <laughs> oh, gee, so we were, we were left a little bit awkward on stage and they were awkward and every, everyone was awkward. Oh. So... And you didn't. Is there so a code half, there? half your half your ensemble came out for a, for for you know. When someone uh, stands up in front of me at a concert at the end, I begrudgingly because I'm pretty lazy. I like a chair. I begrudgingly go and I stand up as well. If I feel the crowd standing up, I'll stand up. But if I only see one person in front of me stand up, that's not happening. Especially if no. they look like a bit of a. <laughs> A bit of a loser, or you know, get up and cheer, <laughs> get up and cheer for anything. They're not, they're no Adam Simpson. No, 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 I'm not standing up with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it there. We'll be back for the third quarter in uh, just a bit. What have we got? A quiz? Yeah. Oh, I feel a bit sad for you. No, it was a great. Hey, look, I got paid. It was fine. Oh, right, that's <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, see you soon. And here's quarter three of Back to the Footy, episode 10. I'm here with William and uh, Clarence. Thank you, Elvis. Um, I have a quiz. 
Riddle me this. Uh, riddle me this. <laughs> this is a compare and contrast quiz this week. Okay. Because I got a bit... You had a go at me about my geographical... Didn't have bench. a go, just observed. <laughs> it was just yeah, an observation. I, I felt condemnation just um, trickling down. I love geography. Mm. Have you ever played Wor- Wordle? Wordle. No, Wordle is oh, like Wordle. an offshoot of that. I used to play Wordle. Geo Guess is the one to play, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the youngster. Oh. He just, <laughs> just cut you down. Yeah, okay. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, Geo Guess slays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 20, I'm not 12. <laughs> All right. So, you don't have, I don't want any comments until the end. All right. But Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Well, well that's, a, that's an open-ended thing. Is there, a, is there an I'm answer? going to read you a list of players. Yeah. And then I'm going to read you another list of players. <laughs> and, and you... I think we have to compare and contrast. <laughs> yeah. You have to compare and we contrast discussed. them and tell me what the compare and contrast is all about. Okay, all right. All right. So here's my first, here's my first list. Peter Matera, erstwhile eagle in the day. I saw him win a Norm Smith medal. Very good player. Mm. Very good player. Uh, Justin Lepich. Uh, hang on. In the year you were born. When were you born? 2002. Hmm? Ten years before you were born. Yeah, <laughs> the year my daughter was born. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Justin Lepich. The aforementioned Matthew Pavlich. Justin Lepich. Matthew Pavlich, yeah. My namesake, Clayton Oliver. Yep. And Nick Dacos. And Marcus Bontempelli. Compare and contrast that list with Ryan Fitzgerald. Do you remember Ryan Fitzgerald? I, I already know the answer to this quiz. Kyle Morton. You know, you know what I'm going to say? Richard Tambling. Yeah. Jimmy Tumpus. Uh-huh. And you could probably add the last one. Caden Beef. No. No. <laughs> Ray. Oh, Farron Ray. Well, okay. Has it got to do with... Um, Draft picks? Yes, it has. Was the first list number two draft picks? No, or it wasn't. No, the first two? list would have been number four draft picks. The first list is number four draft oh, number picks. Number four. And the second list is? Number one, two, three, <laughs> number five draft picks. No. What? Number four draft picks. Oh, they were both? They were both. Oh, right. Yeah. Because this is part of what I was just saying about the great <laughs> discrepancy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, how much discrepancy? <laughs> Let's just take those last four. Pavlich, Bontempelli, Oliver, and Nick Dacos. Mm. Oh, I didn't Dacos go compared, four? Yeah. Who was it? Because it wasn't Horn Francis one. It was mucked up by father and son because of the thing, but he actually was theoretically at four. Oh, right, okay. Mm. Who did go two and three? Yeah. Though? I, th- I, I just thought he was number because it was I've that. No idea. And I thought Bontempelli <laughs> was two as well. No, nah, Bontempelli was four. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. would know. Yeah, that's why he wears the number four. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to guess that. Carl <laughs> Morton played a number of undistinguished games for Melbourne and always had a problem because his legs were so thin, his thighs were so thin that his shorts just flapped around. Yeah, all over right. The place. What Richard Tambling. It wasn't Richard Tambling. There's a great story associated with him because I think Richmond took Richard Tambling instead of Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Tumpus went to Melbourne. 
and just played a number of undistinguished games and then moved on to Port Adelaide where he played even less mm. distinguished games. And you could probably tell us about Farron Ray, because I can't. Farron Ray was a, server, a servant of the St Kilda Football Club, but he came from the Dogs, didn't he? I think Farron Ray came from the Dogs and played... Um, he played in our greatest 2004... In the great St Kilda oh, teams, so, the so prelim. I, so am I doing me a disservice? Back-to-back prelims. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the golden years. The, they were great years. Uh, Farron Ray, he was all right, like it, but it, it, it wasn't a number four draft pick standard. Hmm. But um, who, who was picked Ryan up at number Fitz, three? Ryan Fitzgerald played very, very few games for is that, Sydney. Is that and went on to, Yeah, went on to just be a... Just be a voice. A voice on the radio and on um, <laughs> the back page. Do you know who was picked up at number nice three bloke. in Very the funny year man. of the Bond? Uh, Jack Billings. Yeah. Yes. Yep, the Richard Tambling. <laughs> really? You could have used Bond, couldn't you? Right. Except he wouldn't have become much if he went to your club. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have a supplementary... Jack Billings would be a four-time. I, I, sure. <laughs> I have a supplementary question. Okay. Where is this all leading to what are the based supplement- on this weekend's round of football? Where is all this number fouring getting us with regard to this week's round of football? Oh, there's more. There's, there's more. Yeah, there's a specific person. Something to do with number four. Mm. Well, yeah, draft pick number four. Is uh, the Someone's going to play so the somebody, most amount of games. Somebody's going to go onto one list or the other, in my opinion. Yeah, someone's going to play 200, who's a... So last year's number four, who I watched a bit of and listened to a bit of on Saturday, George Wardlaw. Oh, yeah. North Melbourne. He um, can play. He did look good. Oh, my goodness. 85 super coach points. So, you know, it's a good game. Good game. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was hard at it and skilled and looked like he'd been... Yeah, yeah. I saw some highlights. There was a debutant who outshone him, though. He's not getting much love. Eddie Ford for North Melbourne. Oh. Was amazing. Really? really? Yeah. I think two goals, 21 touches. Decent game, first up. This is why we get the season of the game on. That's, that's the aggregate for my career. Two. <laughs> Didn't even kick two goals. Sorry, one goal, 21 touches. Oh, that's it. It's accurate now. Unlucky, mate. Yeah. Okay. So you had games where you had the 21 touches? No, aggregate. Oh, aggregate. Yeah. <laughs> I was just joking. A bit of self-deprecating humour there. Uh, oh, right. Oh, Clary. <laughs> oh. Okay, so forward, one to watch. 102 super coach points. <laughs> oh, that's, that is the measure of a man. <laughs> super coach points. And somebody on, on the on the TV on Sunday, uh, I don't know whether it was just a slip of the tongue or whatever, called him George Warlord. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's sort of putting it out there that you mean business, isn't it? Yeah, the warlord. The he doesn't warlord. quite look like a warlord to me, though. No, he's sort of got a quasi mullet. I suppose if you're going to use the term quasi, you've got to do Malay, really. Malay. Or it's only a single mullet. Mullus. Quasi mullus. George Wardlow. Now, but um, was anyone else excited in the room about uh, the return of the king? Uh, No, okay. Move on. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Play a good game? Yeah, you look good. Four goals. I know he kicked one early because I was looking at the stats. Kicked one early. Oh, yeah, no, he was. He looked good. I tell you we what, actually would have been beaten by uh, GWS if not for the Max. Mm. Interesting. Um, Tom and Kai, yep. correspondents uh, from the Goldcast, have not joined me this week, despite phone calls and various things. They must be 
you got to pick up your phone, mate. Oh, they must be hard at it or something. Yeah. But I did do some research. We did have some correspondence as well on Facebook. The pink did you monkey. see that? Oh, okay. Did you get the Facebook correspondence? No, I didn't. But hopefully you'll tell me about it. I thought you wrote back. Someone else is in our account. <laughs> okay. Go, well, I'll sort that out while you tell me now about we, the, the pink now, monkey. The pink monkey where not, Gold not Coast players had been um, seen. Uh, and this is what Tom and Kai felt was probably their renaissance move was to get out back out and about to the clubs and restaurants and things such as the pink monkey yeah, in Burley. True. I looked up the pink monkey. I've rarely seen a restaurant or venue with that many one-star reviews. <laughs> I, it, was, it was quite a shock to me. Like the, the comments about the staff were well, nothing short of libelous. They basically were saying that they were crooks and they were also... It was just appalling. I've never seen anything like it. So I hope Tom and Kai, you know, will get in contact and, you know, tell me whether this pink monkey is uh, is the go or not because from the reviews, I've never seen anything this bad hmm. in all my days. It almost seems as a biz, like a business strategy. As an economist, speaking over here, so like you see a, <laughs> a restaurant with that many one-star reviews, you almost have to try it, don't you? It's true. You you would see both sides of that coin, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the old home economist. Well, in in breaking news too, the student of the game has taken up a highly highly sought after graduate position as a, an economist in waiting. Is that right? Uh, this this week, yeah, ready to start the graduate program two thousand twenty four. Oh, still nine. And when he away. told me the other on Sunday night what he actually his theoretical his title. I was even more impressed because I would have thought you'd just go into this thing as apprentice economist. You've got an you've got an economics degree. Yeah. Yeah. Apprentice economist. Apprentice economist. No. What are you? What are you? I'm a graduate analyst. A graduate <laughs> an analyst. analyst. So that's who analysts are. Yeah, you never are, would have known. People who aren't quite anything else just yet, <laughs> <laughs> but they're about. They're soon to be. Okay. It's like being a technician. Yeah. yeah, or a project manager. You can just, I like the idea, yeah. yeah. Project yeah. managing to me sounds like an easy job. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Have you... I haven't done it, but like managing projects, I think we can all do that. Yeah, just yeah. delegating, moving things from one side of the, like the whiteboard or the screen to the other, like to do, have done. Yeah. <laughs> Make a few phone calls, get a few people on board. Yeah. This is your job. You've got to do this sometime soon. It's got yeah, to be no done worries, by Friday. It's fine. It's got to be done. Yeah. As, do as uh, Dr. Grover used to say, by close of business, Friday. Yeah. It's the only teacher I've met who referred, to, who referred to due dates for students as close, close of business. Of business. <laughs> Does he listen? Does the doctor listen to the podcast? I The doctor's an interesting case in point because I've really met a guy that knows... You know, it's hard to meet somebody that sort of knows so little about sport. Yes. <laughs> it's almost as if he's gone out of his way to just completely shun the world of sport for yeah. whatever 50-odd years. Yeah. yeah, a sporting atheist. Yeah, he, he doesn't understand any of the language of any sport at all, with, have, the, with the exception of horse riding. Have you taken into a game? Love's a question. Yeah, is that a sport? Oh. A bit animal cruel. Oh, no. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> just, so have you taken it to the jet? I have. And how did he go? I asked lots of questions. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the student of the game will be at the G in a couple of weeks. Oh. Two weeks. To watch Melbourne Carlton. 
Right. On Friday night, and then hitting up Marvel for Dogs Geelong on Saturday. Oh, they're two good oh, games. Two good games. Yeah. yeah. Good and game in between that, just nothing but being dragged from shop to shop, I understand. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going with my girlfriend, so that'll oh. probably be it. Yeah. Yeah. I, he should take in the delights of the Rose, the Standard, the you Napier. Should. It's true. Naked yeah. with Satan. Yeah. I had, I had Not the Lord Neary, but the Grace Darling, maybe. Yeah, the Grace. Oh, oh, the Grace. Yeah. Yeah. I had Clary getting on to me on the weekend saying you've got to get out to the burbs. You're not cultured enough, young man. Yeah, I mean, look, we just if you'd listened to last week's episode, you'd know exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> oh, is that why he was in the mood to talk about the thing? Yeah, actually? yeah. Well, I, I, I rarely go to the with, city these days. I had a beer with John Clark at the Grace Starling. John, uh, the John Clark, yeah. The John Clark? The, may he rest in peace, yeah. Because oh, yeah. goodness me. His daughter was a, a, friend of, a friend of Rachel's from college. And we had a beer and um, he'd had a few. And yeah, and he just was going on about um, about Grey Starling, Grace Darling, and just kind of making all these puns on what the pub could be called. <laughs> <laughs> and then we bonded over Drummond Street being the widest street in all of Melbourne. Yeah. And Is I lived really? on Drummond Street at the time. I lived on Rathdown. Yeah, I think we yeah, Which I thought was extremely wide. I- I think the student of the game, there's some work there. Now, when you're over in Melbourne, that's it. We want, to, we want you to up in Carlton, up in Fitzroy, yeah. just looking at widest streets. I got a bit of a look of disappointment, actually, because I told Clary, I've been to Essendon before, mm. and he said, that's not the burbs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something totally <laughs> different altogether. Uh, but what do you want? No, maybe what we need not. Is, <laughs> do we need him to, um, to, no. to log, a, log a report? I think one. so. Get the dictaphone out. Yeah, the dictaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just the mobile phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Twenty twenty three. We can find a dictaphone. <laughs> All right. Um, it would be good, wouldn't it? I yeah. think it, it would be really nice to get a twenty year old's take on on the joys of with of, no nostalgia yeah. of Fitzroy Brunswick it would just be like calling another dirty it just, suburban yeah. pub. <laughs> so it's just all these yeah, these old yeah. more old men, middle aged men just. Thinking this is the greatest because it used to be thirty years ago. <laughs> so. Oh no! I'm in, I'm in the pretty, same camp. No, look, Brunswick is pretty good. It's pretty good. I okay. think it's a place for all ages. Well, we'll let's leave it to the student Billy to uh, to just log yeah. log some. What do you call it in in journalism? Log a story. Log a, a broadcast. Like I'll do some discovery and I'll get a story going for you yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Get some sound bites. Absolutely. Hmm. Might get a few interviews going. Oh, yes. We got, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll leave the quarter at that point. Okay. Back for the final quarter in a sec. Welcome back to the final quarter of episode 10, Back to the Footy. I'm here with Clary and Billy. And Billy... Last time you were on the show, you made some big calls. I did, yeah. Well, I was actually on my way over here. I thought I'll listen again to the last time I was on the show. Just can't remember really what we talked about because it wasn't a really big deal in my life. Just get you know? Oh, come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> listen again. Yeah, as, in, as, in, as in it must have been, must have been 6 p.m. <laughs> Free night at 6 p.m. Um, and yeah, I remember I made a big call that uh, has come true and I want to get my credit before it... Go for versus. it. Yep. So uh, we were talking through who's going to drop out of the eight. And yep. I said a top four team was going to drop out of the eight because they were pretenders in Essendon. You did. They're currently ninth. Had a really good win against Richmond on the weekend. But 
Got a good run, easy run of games coming up as they well. They do, that's why I need to get my credit. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. They had the hardest run of any team, I think, I yeah, saw really. on, on the couch. Hardest run of any team up till now, and they've got the easiest run of any team from now on all the way to the end of the year. Yeah, they're going to make a charge. So they will make a big charge, Essendon. Well, Carlton's had a tough run. Carlton's had a tough run. Yeah. But I'm not sure just about the level of... That's, it's a very slow team, Carlton. Have you noticed that? And they shouldn't be, should they? They should When be. they got the two best forwards in the game, they should get be the a ball very fast team. There. Get yeah. the ball there quick. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't understand. I quite like Vossi, but I don't understand some of his coaching, to be honest. Mm. Why he put two men... I suppose we're going a bit coachy at the moment, but why would you put two men up to the ball when you... I know he's trying to win the contest and... But but basically, side bottom, and I think somebody else, maybe Maynard, they just sat back at half-back where they normally attack from anyway. Mm. They just sat back there, and even if Carlton won it, they just kicked it back to them, and um, Collingwood came forward and kicked a goal. Mm. I just couldn't see the point. Yeah. Darcy Moore also broke the record for most intercept marks yeah, in did. the game. Yeah. Mm. When you got the two last Carlton medalists, that shouldn't be happening. No, that's right. No, no, absolutely. That was a, that's a, a really good point. Well, just Auntie's, Auntie's money. Yet again. <laughs> Yet again coming in. And also last time you were here, you made some uh, big calls about coaches. Yes, I did. Well, last time I was Remember here... Remember you asked me to bring that up. So <laughs> I did. I actually <laughs> forgot about that. But we had the correspondence on last time. They didn't make it this time, which is disappointing. They said Stewie Jew is under more pressure than his belt buckle, which was a pretty good call, I think. Yeah. And I've seen some reports flying around that Dimmer is looking to maybe... Head up to Gold Coast, and if that's the case, then Stewie Jew's pressure belt buckle is about to burst, I reckon. Is he putting on, mm. put on a few kegs? <laughs> he, I can't see Dimmer in the media, given his slightly frosty relationship with many in the media. Imagine if he did. Imagine if he was on the Sunday footy show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a laugh that'd be. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not. No, no, no he's, he's a career coach. Um, a career um, coach. Yeah. He's, career got, he's got other options. Such well, as. Well, he can work at Bunnings and stuff like the rest of us. He but could I mean, be a, he could be a graduate analyst. <laughs> a graduate analyst? <laughs> is there, what's after graduate analyst? He so goes in at the graduate level. Senior analyst. Senior analyst. Probably senior just analyst. Analyst, right. then senior analyst. Have you seen the, um, the uh, what's the show, Arrested Development episode? Where yeah. um, Tobias says he, he's, a, um, he's, a th- <laughs> he's a therapist. And an analyst. And he says, I've got this great... I'm going to combine the two. It comes up with an alropist. <laughs> <laughs> Shows the card. Oh, it just reminds me of a story. When I was, when I was in a... It's, it's great. It's a great episode, but maybe not. When I was, friendly, when I was a much younger person, my mum my was very good friends with a... Um, Ah, uh, a bloke who had done a lot of, apart from being a physiotherapist, he was also, um, uh, so not a physiotherapist, a, um, a behavioural therapist. And uh, he was written up in the paper for doing something really amazing. And in those days where it had a certain amount of words or letters per line, you remember in the old newspapers, those, mm. sh- those narrow columns and things yep. like that? And unfortunately, nobody bothered to um, nobody bothered to do the sort of proofreading of things, and and it came up reading through the article. It came up as, 
uh, uh, a spokesman for the cause, John Whitelaw, the rapist, because the th at the start oh. of therapist was oh. still on the previous line, oh, yeah. and they've just gone with the rest of the word underneath mm. in the next line. Oh, he was not a happy man, apparently, because no. everyone just read it that way. That is terrible. That's terrible, isn't it? Just on the topic of oh, sitcoms. Oh, you're changing, yeah. <laughs> sitcoms and... Uh, analysts, yep. actually, in my process for getting my graduate analyst role, I had to do a little video, mm-hmm. and one of the questions I'd answer in the video were, was two people I'd invite around for dinner, and I used my favourite sitcom, The Office, the US version, mm-hmm. and I invited around Michael Scott. Mm. You guys watch The Office? I prefer the English version, but I have I understand the younger people would like the American one better. I've watched the entire American Office three times from start to finish. Yeah. I think it's a work of art. <laughs> But I also, I also. Is um, it a work of genius, though? It's a work of genius. I no. The, well, that's a really good point. The English one is a work of genius. The American one's a work of art. Right. Yeah. The the you can't compare the two. I've never watched the UK version. Oh, oh. Too, okay. Let's get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, no, the other one. The thing is, you can't compare them. They are different beasts. Mm. And it's only the first few episodes of the American one that share similar plot lines. Yeah. But I'd, like, I'd think we'd be interested to hear what the listeners uh, think about yeah. this. Because it needs to be discussed, and I've been wanting to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> the English office is the greatest piece of television ever created. Wow. Right. All of television. Out of all the television. Game of Out of all of television. Bad, everything. Yeah, it's concise. It's, uh, it's every moment in it is... Uh, is Brilliant. All right. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the American Office um, is, I've got nothing here. The American Office is a close second. <laughs> no, it's, it's just completely different. Um, it's just a really awesome sitcom, which you don't have to think when you're watching it. So you're saying the UK version requires a little bit more. Yeah, you laugh more in the American. A little bit more one. analysis, like an analyst. Could maybe watch it. Maybe a graduate. <laughs> a graduate analyst should should watch yeah. it. Study maybe? Uh, yeah. Ricky Gervais, not at, not necessarily at his finest, but um, because in, he's been at his finest. Oh, I think he was pretty good in that. Oh, he was the dance. But I think he's he cons- does cross he's, over in the US. He's consistently at his finest in many things. I think. Yeah, he is. Um, now, some correspondence. Some correspondence. Yeah, we got some. Oh, friend of the show, Andrew Dobby. Friend of the show and. Uh, co- a commentator, uh, social commentator, and uh, sports nut, and senior analyst, <laughs> senior analyst <laughs> yeah. of of culture. Was he a graduate graduate analyst at some point? Oh, he must have been. He must have been. Right in, Bobsy, and tell us. Now uh, this is the correspondence from nine twenty six p.m. on Sunday. Daughter of a friend of the show, Hannah, reports from Queenstown that in a dour struggle that involved an ambulance, fights on and off the ground. A good old-fashioned footy raffle and occasional home ground back pockets leaving the field of battle to clear the boundary stormwater drain. The Somerset Roos went down to the Queenstown Crows this weekend, 94 to 38. Conditions had puddles running into each other in formed ruts, and there's photos here which we'll try and put up on the socials somehow. Hospitality post-match was matched by hydration therapy uh, at the Tuller Pub. Home to Somerset by 11 p- Oh, and then home to... 
Punctuation. Well, probably what time she got home is probably not that, that overly relevant. Punctuation's to the story. not Dubsy's um, strong point here. Hydration therapy at Tuller Pub, home to Somerset by 11 pm. How's that for dedication? It is. And then uh, old Clary here's written back on Sunday evening. That is absolute gold for the podcast. Please thank Hannah for me. Brilliant. And then totally forgotten about it by Tuesday <laughs> when I brought it up before. And then there's just a couple more things that he's written here. There's stuff you wouldn't put in, such as the lack of dental hygiene and sparseness of teeth, veracity of raffle. Poor old sheltered Hannah had a baptism of fire to local football. Ben, her boyfriend, was a judge best on ground and bagged 60 bucks in cash, paid for the antiseptic on all these grazers and cuts. Well, it's on the... Um, on the it's on, on the gravel oval. On the gravel. And we probably haven't talked about that Queenstown oval really before in the pod, and we probably should talk about it more i saw the, the photos it just looked like well i don't go all artistic about it but it was basically just puddles on gravel really wasn't it <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that's so am i painting a picture there <laughs> that's, or? The, that's the american office of uh yeah. descriptions <laughs> right there. Office version. I, I think um I, look you could get a little bit more albert about it and say it looked a little bit like uh the dissension into dante's yeah uh a wasteland of the soul. A wasteland of the soul. <laughs> Thanks for finishing that off. Yeah. Anyway, Talking of wasteland of the soul. Queen, Queenstown listeners as well. Yeah. There's a few of them. Yes. Sydney versus Carlton on the weekend. I just can't get excited about that game. No. I'm, for I'm a looking game at two, two teams that should be up in the top six and both of them are just... Oh, dearie me. Yeah, you look at that game at the start of the year, mm. it's one you're excited oh, about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it should be an absolute cracker, you'd think, but it might just... Well, it might turn out to be that way. It'd probably be a better game than St Kilda Hawthorne, which I'm tipping is going to be Hawthorne on the receiving end this week. Oh, they won by 116 points <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah, against a team, as we've said, that perhaps should be relegated if we were in a different style of competition. Yeah, look, the Saints in our sesquicentenary year... Mm. Though I don't know why, but I find there's something very aesthetically pleasing about the Hawthorne and Saints Guernseys together on the field. Well, it's the Police Cup. This is they always play for the, the police. Mm. Uh, why that? There was a couple who got shot down in Moorabbin, yeah. I think, or yeah, near Waverley maybe when we shared the park down there. But uh, yeah, look, this. I mean, I, I I think that Hawthorne would be happy to be in any sentence that, that uses the words aesthetically pleasing with the old poo and wee guernseys. Yeah, it won't be necessarily the, the best game of, of the year. Um, Melbourne Frio might be interesting to those that barrack for Melbourne and Fremantle, but I don't think it'll be interesting perhaps to anybody else at Luke all. Luke Jackson, though? Oh, the Luke yeah. Jackson. Oh, no. Look, Melbourne will just be apathetic and sort of some players will turn up, others will just... Probably go around to the Napier or the Standard and just have an afternoon in the beer garden. And... They might hear Billy's going to be there. And yeah, just, uh, just oh, a... it's not, that, no, not it's next not weekend. Yeah, yeah, just okay. send some other people to play because they can't be bothered. Um, Geelong GWS down at... I don't like it when it's called the Cattery. Oh, you don't like the Cattery? No, I think it's a bit sap. It's soft. No, I don't... GMHBA sounds like some sort of, you know, impending viral problem. <laughs> I just had a flashback to um, the... Uh, Late 80s when I went down to Cardinia Park. I like Cardinia Park. Yeah, to watch a game. And Geelong had an alternate uh, an alternate theme song. Oh. I reckon they like when they won, they would have sung... Yeah. Um, the, the... It wasn't when Gary Hocking changed his name to Whiskers no, for the it was, day. it was prior to that. 
No. And it was, um, I remember it. Maybe it was just when they kicked a goal. It might have been a precursor to 2020 cricket and things like that. Right. The goal would be kicked, which back in those days, they'd kicked a lot of them. <laughs> and it went like this. It's a cat attack. It's a cat attack. It's a cat attack. Geelong. And then repeated that over and over again. Whenever I've gone somebody to a dog's game. Somebody put some game. work in there. <laughs> it's a cat attack. It's a cat attack. It's a cat attack. Geelong. It was probably Mike Brady singing it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get this at your home games, but at the dogs' home game, they have a little dog song that plays as all the players are walking their positions. Do they? Yeah. Like what does it go? How much is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, like, it's a bit of a, like a... The Western Bulldogs taking over. <laughs> it's not very good at all. And you have, you, have, you have sort of yapping and snarling too when you kick a goal. We do, yeah. Rah, rah. Yeah. Oh, really? It sounds yeah. a bit better than that. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you, Gold Coast are playing your team. Up there Student as well. of the game up there. I think that is, that's nearly my interesting game of the week. I've got a feeling that's going to be a really good, high-quality um, yeah. Close game. If that's at Metricon, Gold Coast wins. But I think up in Darwin. Oh, it's at Darwin. It's at TIO. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I oh, think so it'll be the a tragic will... game to watch. But the watch. dogs going from Ballarat to Darwin. That's oh. messing up the system a bit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah oh, maybe, yeah. gee, both. T- oh, yeah. I'd almost put my money on Gold Coast because they're used to playing in the humid, slippery conditions. But well, Adelaide West, didn't Western well Bulldogs are actually better. better. Mm. Mm. Um. Eagles and Essendon will go oh, beyond, except for to say that I missed the, um, the the jacket waving. Remember that was that was yeah. their thing back in the well, day. They won't wave anything now, will I? Yeah, they but just probably couldn't be bothered. It except maybe it, the white flag. The white flag. Yeah. <laughs> West very Coast supporters nice, just nice. arrived with white <laughs> scarves and just no, we're out of here early. We're out of here early. So talking about it here early. Carlton? Bayern Montreal. Oh, no, I think it was uh, Ten time winners of the Meisterschale, the Premiership in the Bundesliga. Mm. Uh, it looks like Dortmund are going to win. And they were they went down last weekend, Bayern, to um, a team like. And stacks and stacks and stacks of fans left the game really early. So it happens all over the world. Yeah, there you go. And they'd won 10 premierships in a row or something like that, and they still were disgraceful. Uh, they do call Bayern by, by the um, Carlton of the North, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> oh, I think they probably do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richmond Port. Uh, good. Oh, look, the Dimmer Memorial game. Yeah. It's could, it's at the G. It's a risk. This is, this it's is a one risky they, game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally. Up, yeah, I'm not totally convinced about Port. Just imagine. Gee, I think back to when they played the Bulldogs a couple of years ago, and gee, the mostly the, mostly the same team, and those flaky as hell. Imagine Dusty running out though with the with the team. Well, who, hang on, who's the who's their captain at the moment? Dylan Grimes, is it? Dylan Grimes. Grimes, okay. Dylan Grimes running out. All right, boys, let's do it for Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, His first game as coach. Oh yeah, he'll be he'll they'll do that thing at the three quarter time huddle where they all come in and everything. He'll just be sort of jumping up and down in the middle, <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. No, down here, Wait, down gents, here. Gents. Yeah, um, Collingwood <laughs> fire too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. great fire. Collingwood, North Melbourne. <laughs> Gee, North Melbourne were brave last week, but they're just going to get a pasting, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and I feel really a, sad about that, bath. but it'll be a bloodbath. And probably Adelaide-Brisbane. 
Tex will be back. That's game of the round. That's going to be close. You would think it would be a good game, but I think Brisbane are really... They've won seven in a row, have they not? Yeah. Nine in a row, even, yeah. was it? They could, they could drop this one and then not lose another one for the year. Mm. This, is a, this is a danger game. They could them. also just win all of them for the year. They could. Anything could happen, yeah. Historically, that's <laughs> unlikely, though. Uh, <laughs> Billy? <laughs> I reference St Kilda 2009. <laughs> St Kilda 2004. <laughs> Essendon 2000. Essendon 2000, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's it for the round. That's it so, for the round. So it's probably it for the podcast as well. He's keen to get out of here, old Clary. <laughs> Maybe to get some, some rehab on his hammy. Um, I thanks. fell over today. I hurt my hip. And I'm glad that you used the I phrase, I tumble. fell over. Because hmm. at some point, people turned to the phrase, I had a fall. And I, I'm not suggesting that you're there, but like, I'd like to think that that, that is a long that way with, the distance. with sort of, you know, older people. And... Yeah, but, but at what point, like... I just fell over. I tripped. I, I slipped on a fajoa. Came a cropper. Yeah. On a fajoa. On a fajoa. It's a song in that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, feel free to write in with the lyrics to the song. I tripped over on a fajoa. Mm. Actually, that that's better than I came a cropper on a. Well, it writes itself. <laughs> uh, back to the footy at gmail dot com or on the Facebook or Instagram Messenger. Any other ways we can get them, young man? I don't think so. <laughs> Excellent. Great. TikTok, Snapchat. Oh, we can get those going if you want. All right. Thanks, Albert. See you next week. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Thanks.